Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to our, I wouldn't say next season of the gathering, or the Let's Gather, wrong, wrong, wrong gather. This is uh, the next season of the this gathering. This is the next season of the gathering, but welcome back to a new semester of Let's Gather. We are so glad you are here with us today. Um, if it's your first time listening, hey, welcome. Go back just, and listen to the other ones. Yeah, go back to, to listen to the people that know it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we are so, <laughs> but for sure, uh, glad you are here. My name is Justin. I have the privilege of leading the college and young adult ministry here at Struma. And with me today is my handy-dandy sidekick in ministry, Mr. Easton Vinson. Hello, hello. And then to my left, your right, depending on how you look at the dial on your, I don't really know, I just thought that sounded fun, Mr. Christian Anders. We should do a video aspect. That would be fun. Oh, that would be cool. Then we could actually say my left, your right. Yeah, shoot us a message if you want to see a video of someone other than myself. We'll have to clean up the table a little bit, yeah. make it look Hang nicer. some cool decor. Yeah, it's a little messy. <laughs> I was going to say, before Easton was your right-hand handy-dandy man, he was he was my right-hand handy-dandy yeah. man. So I'm excited that he's still around and we get to do this together. Yeah, I'm excited. He, good. he likes us better. Uh, so we'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. Christian is our okay. uh, lead worship pastor here at Astruma. He obviously, if you've been to the gathering or any young adult events, he leads us as well. But Christian, um, but you might not know it, is our former college pastor That's correct, here yeah. at Astruma. And Christian has a gigantic heart for college ministry. Christian has, was my college pastor. Yeah. has That's right. Yeah. Has quickly become some. Oh, okay, let me plug this, and then I'll tell you the story. Quickly has become a big influence in my life and ministry, and I'm thankful for that. And so he is going to be joining us on our podcast um, for the foreseeable future until he leaves because he doesn't like me. Um, but <laughs> just to bring knowledge, he has so much knowledge to bring to the table. What I was going to say. So at the BCM the other night, I brought out IBC root beers. And I'm sitting yes. there talking to someone. Obviously, IBC is from Baptist. You know, yep. you got to have it. They Everybody loves it. And I was talking to someone, and corner of my ear, like my peripheral hearing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I hear someone talking about, hey, y'all remember the time that a streamer used to pass out the koozies <laughs> and have the root beers, and everyone thought we were drinking at Christian events? <laughs> I was like, bro, I've heard that story before. The after party koozies. <laughs> Somehow I'm still on staff here after that. <laughs> I have no idea how. That <laughs> so, at Dollar Steak Night at the BCM. That's right. I'll tell you, I still get um, from our college students years ago, every like spring break or something, or when, when, when summer kind of rolls around, I'll get a text of of that koozie. Of nice. Yeah, so is it still it's used for, for it's still good? used for for good. Okay, I think right, for good. Right. Yeah, yeah. IBCs only. That's yeah. right. Mm. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we're in so dangerous territory here. We have, to, we have to cut that part out. Ring it back a little bit. Uh, so Christian has just got so much knowledge when it comes to college. He's done it. He's lived it, and he still has a heart for it. Um, and then he's there with us as we're doing it. And so, again, we're thankful he's here and can pour wisdom into this. So we obviously took a few bre- took a little break for the summer. Um, man, we had so much going on. Um, Caitlin had camps, VBSs, uh, Tyser. 
Obviously, you, you don't hear them here today. They're gearing up for sports season. Tyser's taking Tyser's taking a new role as our associate sports minister, and so he's got more and more responsibilities. And so they'll be on here and there as their schedule allows, as time allows. But man, praise God, they are busy. Yeah, uh, right. Because I mean, they're just growing. Uh, they had like some like like five thousand kids at VBS. It seemed I'm just kidding, not really, but it did seem like it. Yeah, I, I led a group for VBS. Yeah, look, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you. To me, the coolest thing about our VBS was yes, we had a ton of kids here, yeah. but the number was we had like over two hundred of our people volunteer yeah. to serve, which was yeah. like unbelievable. Yeah, so that was a really cool thing. So if you were one of our college or young adults listening today and you served, shout out. Thank you for all your help. Absolutely. But um but yeah, so we took a little break and uh we all just had so much to do over the summer. We weren't vacationing in Europe, I promise. We were busy going and doing and um yeah, just trying to to do ministry life. But we're back now and so uh hope to be able to bring you episode weekly is our goal uh, for this. But today, I wanted to talk about something. Um, I heard the other day, um, and it was kind of my quiet time, I was listening to a few things, and I heard some people talk about this topic. And um, it's it's one that I think gets overlooked, but also one that needs to be understood because it has a vital role in your Christian faith and your Christian walk. And mm-hmm. if you're joining us on the gathering where we're walking through the book of James and that's what it's about is our walk as Christians. And so how do you, so here's the question I present today to y'all two guys. Um, how do you argue? How do you disagree? How do you um, quarrel? Uh, whatever. Sure. With one another, biblically, as Christians, to Christian to Christian, believer to believer, how how do you do these things? Stay in the realm of of um, I'm not gonna say being sinless because we're all sinful, but but staying Christ like as you can while having these things because a lot of times issues just can't go unanswered. They can't just be swept under a rug, and a lot of times it's unhealthy for them to sweep them under the rug. And if you're listening, I know y'all in this room, I'm sure you have argued or disagreed with a Christian other believer before. Uh, Probably each of us in this room have disagreed with one another on a topic of some point. I know Easton and I, we've disagreed on things, Mm -hmm. um, and we'll we'll get to all that. But if you're listening, I'm sure that's been you as well. And so y'all's first thoughts when I say that, we'll dive into Scripture, we'll kind of – Talk about those things, but what is your first thoughts when I say that question? Yeah, I think when it comes to disagreeing or quarreling with another believer, um, my first thought is there's like a million things that lead up to that moment, mm-hmm. um, and so to to know that that will happen, this is great because you know scripture sometimes you got to mine it for for a lot of things um, and. You got to be, you know, really cognizant of of how you think and feel the Lord's leading you for things in your daily life. Like, do I buy this car? Do I not buy this car? Do I um, in this relationship? Do I not in this relationship? Do I drop this class? Do I not drop this class? And you have to kind of connect some dots. Uh, scripture is very plain and uh, very obvious 
that you will have disagreements with other believers, and we actually get sort of windows into some of those disagreements. Yeah, uh, and a lot of great material on not only how to do that, but that we should expect it. And there are some things that uh, really set us up well uh, to engage in that in a in a God honoring way. And so much of that happens before the actual disagreement, you know, comes to light. Yes, that is a very good point. I think before, you know. Head it off. How can we head it off type thing? I, I like that. Easton, what's your first thought process? Uh, yeah, I think one of the things that I try to, to do, uh, one of the things that I think about whenever I have a disagreement with somebody uh, is I try to remember that most likely that person thinks that they're doing what's best in a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not just a ton of people with evil villain mustaches running around trying to ruin everybody's day. <laughs> uh, there are a few right. of those people. There are a few. There are a yeah. few, and we have to watch out for that. But there, I I genuinely believe that most people are doing what they genuinely think is best. Okay. And so if I can disagree with somebody uh, and have that mindset, then instead of then villainizing that person or villainizing their ideas, I can come alongside that person and say, hey, like we both want what's best in a situation or in a, in a whatever. How do we move forward from here? That's on like if you're disagreeing about something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're arguing, like if somebody did something and somebody wronged you or somebody or you've wronged somebody else and that's turned into an argument, um, then I still think it applies. Like you have to remember that that's a person. Yeah. First right. and foremost. Um, and just remember that like you're not perfect either. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're all sinful people. We're all fallen. Uh, and we just have to remember that that we need to be Christ-like in all of our things. Yeah. All, everything that we do needs to reflect Christ. Sure. Justin, what, what, do you, what comes to your mind? I think the, the one, like you said about, I know it wasn't your exact words, but kind of what I took from what you said is, is heading it off, mm-hmm. right? Like what led up to that and bring that into that conversation? So like... Has there been so? If you and I, we'll just use you and I as an example. If you and I are, are we're at the point where we are now arguing with one another. We have now it's now come to come to a head, right? Don't just all of a sudden blow up and get mad um, because of what happened at at that given moment. Um, along, hopefully, you can read what I'm saying here. Bring to the table what has led up to this. Like, hey, like, don't just throw a temper tantrum because, um, you know, you didn't hold the door for me. No, hey, I'm mad at you. I'm, I am, I'm upset. I'm hurt. Whatever. Because the last month, you and I have not seen eye to eye. We have been butting heads. Let's, let's bring that to the table as well. So what led up to that, right? That's my first thought process I have is, is what led up to it and how can we how can we mend that as a whole, right? Like I don't want to walk away just fixing. It's kind of like when you're in marriage. Easton, I know you don't know about this yet, but I prayerfully, you and Ashley never argue, right? If y'all end up getting married one day, I pray that y'all never argue. But if it happens, one day one of you are going to argue about something that made you mad Something else made you mad two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You can fix what happened right then, but you're not fixing anything if you didn't fix what happened two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah it's not just about this. Not just about the straw that breaks the back. Yes, it's about everything yes. 
before that. Right. I know that's a rabbit hole. I know that. I'm sorry. I don't no, Easton, no, yeah. Easton and I, um, one of the people we work with often says the phrase, the thing is not the thing. Yeah. And by that, they mean the very thing that you think is what is the the cause of all this is mm-hmm. is not the that's, thing. That's it's something. So true. It's something else. And you got to be able to, to see that, be able to give some charity and how yeah. you interact with people. Now, I'll say this. When I say um, there are things that we can do ahead of time, I don't necessarily mean headed off. What I mean by that is there are some things about us uh, that we need to make sure are right before we bring a quarrel uh, at all. And those two things are just uh, understanding unity uh, when it comes to believers. Ephesians 4 is huge, right? To understand that you are in one body, one baptism, one faith, that you are one. Uh, You are not. You are not two. You are not on the outside. There is not some uh, big division that would separate you uh, in in the body of Christ. You are one. So to live with that understanding of unity with other believers yeah. is a huge aspect of if you enter into a, a disagreement with someone. Because a lot of the things that we might feel cause division within us, if we just take a minute and go, hey, we are one. What God has done has unified us in his family, uh, and that Ephesians 4 passage is Mm -hmm. huge. And we take that into the disagreement, then you're not, it's not one versus one. It's, okay, we are one, and we need to figure this thing out together so that we can preserve the unity of the Spirit, which is that Ephesians 4 passage. Absolutely. I think one, one other aspect of that is... The unity behind it, everything, and then as as believers. Now, and I understand what I'm saying. This guys that we are talking about arguing amongst believers, quarreling amongst believers. How do you disagree amongst believers? For the believer speaking to someone that is a non-Christian, a non-gospel believing Christian, love them, care for them, but understand they don't have to think the way you think. Mm-hmm. It's just not the case. They they do not believe in Jesus. They don't accept the Ephesians four thing you talked about. Right. It's they don't they don't understand the aspects of Scripture that drive our life. And yeah. so get that, understand that. That doesn't mean you just push them to the wayside and only hang out with believers. I'm not saying that in any shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Understand that this we're talking about arguing amongst believers, quarreling, yeah. disagreeing. One of the things I would say with it. Um, and I, I was going to say this earlier when you asked me, uh, but I, I lost my, I went down a rabbit hole. Um, where is the heart behind it? And with the heart behind it, I mean, the the sole purpose in your life is what? To make the name of Jesus known. To make the name of Jesus known, right? To love God and, and to, to, to glorify his kingdom, to, to show his, to grow his kingdom, right? Like to love God and make his name known. Absolutely. What is the heart behind the argument? The heart behind the argument, does it do anything to grow the kingdom of God? I would use an example. The other day, um, I don't remember if it was the food we were disagreeing about or the timing of the food. I, I, think can't, it, I can't remember what it was. I think it was the timing the of timing the food. The timing of the food, right? Which, yeah. So Easton saw it one way, I saw it the other, right? I told him to be quiet and, and, and get in his court. I didn't say that. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm kidding. And so we just saw two different opinions, but either one of those opinions, does it really matter? No. Was one of our opinions right in glorifying the name of Jesus? Absolutely not. What what time we eat, 
has nothing to do with the advancement of the gospel. Absolutely. And so the heart behind it, are you going into that discussion, into that disagreement with the mindset of, I'm going to win Mm -hmm. because it's my heart, my decision, my desire. And as James tells us, our desires leads to sinning, right? So if you have a desire and it's you want your desire to win, then guess what? You just don't argue because I'm fist. I will win. Yeah, right. Like that's how most of us. Sure. Most of us are when we go into these discussions. I mean, a politician they don't take the stage in a debate to lose. Right. And so when you have an opinion and you are so strong on that opinion, you are going to argue your case regardless of how you make that other person feel. And so going into that discussion, the heart behind it is, hey, look, our conversation needs to be glorifying God. Mm-hmm. It needs to be make what we are disagreeing on. Does one, does one of our points not make the name of God known, right? Does it not grow the kingdom? And if it doesn't, then just have a discussion with one another, right? Yeah. You don't have to... Uh, right, Recon- no, recognize that and then move on. I think you're like, I love the way you take a stance on things. Like when, when you're uncomfortable in a situation or like you don't like the way it's going, what is your like, all right, I'm out. What do you, I'm walking away. Uh, I think that's... Uh Oh, shoot. I can't remember the word. We haven't done it in a while because there hasn't no, been a situation. I, yeah, I, I think you kind of instilled it in everybody's mindset <laughs> that we just stopped doing it. Uh, I think it. I think I normally will say, uh, I don't like the direction this conversation is That's going, so I'm going to remove myself yeah, from it. Yeah. And so uh, or he, I'm uncomfortable with this situation, yeah. so I'm going to remove myself from the situation. And so what Man. that was was him. He said that to me a couple of times, yeah. and now I'm thinking, oh, gosh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so like when Easton would feel well, like Well, and really that, it's just yeah. it's that, that, that may not necessarily fit with the exact topic that we're talking about. Because for me, that that happens whenever there's like, like if somebody is saying something and I'm just like, I disagree with that, but not at, not from like a, like, oh, like we're talking about a subject, but it's like a, I don't want to engage in that, that but conversation. Get, but it could, like it could get it could you get out there, of, yeah. because arguing and quarreling with someone can lead you down that sinful road. Absolutely. Of hurting a friend, hurting another believer. Uh, right. And you, and you, so you remove yourself from a situation. Exactly. Yeah. So many of the things that you said elicit um, a response in my brain, I'm like, gosh, there's so many good things there to kind of talk about. The first is we do live in a very sad reality where everything is a debate. So you talk about a debate, right? right. Everything's a debate. Everybody's trying to prove their point. Uh, And because I'm a, because I've grown up in the Baptist church uh, and served here for over a decade, the way that I kind of um, would encapsulate what you said there is um, so if we said it's unity, right, and then it's humility. It's unity and humility. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. it's to be able to say, okay, I'm not the most important thing here, right? Uh, yes. The kingdom of God has to be uh, of preeminent importance among us and even our smallest of conversations. Uh, and so knowing kind of where you land there. Uh, and then I think that idea of unity and humility being sort of the, they have to be the root of when, when this discussion, how do we quarrel among believers? Well, it's it's understanding unity, understanding humility. And you brought up James. Uh, listen, if we just basically did the most sort of basic thing that he asks us to do, uh, which is to be slow to speak and quick to listen yeah. and slow to anger, uh, and that I think we live in a world where to say, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Uh, is an act of humility because even among us, like we're in this uh, podcast studio, we're talking, and uh, and 
my conversations other places, it is so hard to turn off that inner dialogue that is going, okay, there are words coming out of your mouth, but really what I'm thinking about is yes. how I'm going to respond to that. Absolutely. And it's more about what I have to say than it is about listening to what you have. And I think... Let me man, get my zinger in real quick. Yeah. yeah. So many corals can be resolved by just saying, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quick to listen. I'm really going to try to hear what uh, what this other person is saying, find some common ground, try to figure out, you know, where we really disagree because man, more often than not, if I'm cognizant of that idea, I walk away going, man, we're actually not that far apart. That, that's yeah. what I was going to say a second ago. If you if you'll stop for a second and listen to people, you're you're really the the argument can be quarrel disagreement whatever can be solved in in a change of opinion on something sure exactly. like like just a, a not even maybe not even a changing of opinion I mean we all are made in a certain way and we think a certain way and and you know praise God how you are but maybe it's just a different a different lens of the opinion right right and sometimes it's it's just not worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's going and, and I always want to take this and I take this stance with church and you said it a second ago with the humility factor. I always want to be the one that I answer when people ask me this, I always say, why not me? Like, that's my answer to a lot of things is why not me? Hey, man, I, I know it's 11 o'clock and we're still working, but why not me? Yeah. Right. Why not? So. If I'm in an argument and someone has to take the stance of humility, someone has to surrender something, someone has to surrender their opinion, their thought process, why not me, right? Like, I'll, I'll be the one that takes that sacrifice. And I think a lot of times we, all of us are so quick to not be that person. Like, we, we don't want to do that because we don't want to give up that correct stance that we are the right ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When if you would have just been slow to speak, listen, yes, obviously, or quick quick to listen, slow to speak, and then you were quick to humility. Yeah. Like, hey, that's, I'm going to jump out the gun. Hey, look, I, I'm, I, I want to be in this discussion, right? I, I do want you to hear my opinion, mm-hmm. but if it's going to go a wrong way, I'll be the one to quickly humble myself and listen to your opinion first, right, to where I can de-escalate the situation quickly. That's not saying that you don't have that discussion, right, because you don't want to harbor feelings because yeah, exactly. then what happens is, like you said earlier, the, the thing is not the thing, right? right? Then you've got two months of built-up anger that something, you know, not holding a door correctly is, is going to make you be the one to snap. And that's not that's not fair. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's and, – and, and the Bible gives us – a lot of recordings of that. So right? much. I mean, I think of the big one that comes to my mind is you know Paul and Barnabas. Um, what do they do? Go their separate ways. Yeah. Right. Why? Because if they would have stayed together, what may or may not have happened. Exactly. You know, the, the yeah. argument could have gotten to the point where both of them entered into a sinful um, way. They, you know, their argument was not going to advance the gospel. Mm-hmm. But then we also, in the same turn, we see Paul and Peter. And what happens? Paul is not happy. They're in a little disagreement, and Paul goes to Peter, right? And he confronts them, and he tells them in a loving way, this is the reason why. Yeah. Right. And you, you see these things, differences of opinion, differences of things. They come together 
to glorify the name of God. Yeah, and you see that at the end of uh, one of Paul's later letters that he, as he sees, you know, man, this journey's kind of coming to an end. Uh, he wants reconciliation there uh, with Peter as well. And so, yeah, absolutely. I think I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, I do think it's worth clarifying that humility does not mean. Um, to not stand for what is what is truthful. No, 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 no. That that's very correct. Like I and I. Yeah, yeah I'm not thank, saying thank you. Say thank that. you for edifying that. But I do think that humility is a positioning of your interests, um, and not putting them ahead of someone else's. Yes. yes. However, truth is is something that we still want to proclaim yes. in love, right? And so, um, there is a way to both be humble. This is this is such a strange thing to say. It's occurring to me. Please rebuke me if this is wrong, but I think there is there is a way to be both humble and correct. I think so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think you take the stance of humility, yes, but at the same time, you're you don't want if if we are if me and Easton are arguing about something, and um, okay, here, here's an example. Easton's preaching the gathering next next Wednesday, right? So Easton comes to me, he's like, "Hey, look." I, um, I get where you're going with this, but I don't see it that way. I'm going to take my stance on it. I'm like, I get it, man. And I want us, I want us to come together eye to eye. I want us to be able to have this discussion. I want to humbly come to you and talk to you, but understand what I'm telling you is, is right because what you're saying doesn't, doesn't a maybe align with the gospel, but B doesn't edify the church, doesn't edify the name of Christ. It doesn't do any good to lift up Jesus. Mm -hmm. it, does that make sense? And yeah. so humbly, yes, I hear you. Give me your point. It's it's the same way as when we're like speaking to an atheist or agnostic or someone who's a non-believer. If we just walk in there and we bible thump them, that didn't do any good. They believe what they believe for a reason. Right. That's first first Peter three, yeah. right? To yeah. to to be able to have an account for the hope that was is within you. And so many people love that passage yeah. and forget the last little part, which is with gentleness and, and respect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so arguing with someone doesn't get your way. Right, I can argue the Bible back and front, mm -hmm. like I and I will win <laughs> with an atheist, probably. So, like, I mean, just being honest, I mean, most of us in this room probably would say that I'll win the conversation. But did did I do anything but make you look stupid? No. And, and that's another thing. Why would we want to make someone look stupid? There's no point of that, man. You did not do any good in the situation. All you did was squash their their heart, squash who they are as a person. And another thing. You may we're on a whole nother topic. We're talking about non-believers. I'm sorry. Don't 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 argue just because you want to win the debate with a non-believer. I'll leave well, it there. Sorry. So and just to just to like to tie that off in uh John thirteen, Jesus tells his disciples, By this people will know that you are my disciples for your love for one yeah, another. Yeah, absolutely. Uh and so I think that a like we should be loving to those around us who aren't believers. Um but then, like equally so, those of us who are believers, like that, Jesus' mark for the people that follow him are their love for each other. Uh, and I think it's I think it's hard to have a relationship ruining argument with a with a believer when you also are concerned about your love for that believer. Absolutely, and that's that's kind of going back point. all the way to the very beginning of this conversation, which is. Um, before you even have 
a quarrel or a disagreement with a believer. It starts with, man, do you who who are you in relation to uh, the people of God? What has He done within you and within that other person? And what causes that unity for you to go, man? We are together. We are one. And I love you. And and we're looking like the the great theologian. Um, Michael Scott, right? You're looking for yeah. a win-win-win, right? <laughs> you're not looking for a. You're not looking for a. Man, I won the argument, but we I lost. Was waiting on where that was going. <laughs> I was like Spurgeon. No, no. Um, Listen, you're not Tomlin, looking. Like what are we? You're not looking for to win the argument, but lose relational collateral. You're not. You're looking for all of those things to kind of come out yeah. as, and we all we're all better for this. Absolutely. Yeah. And love for one another is the way to get there. For sure. I think that is the point is behind it is is before anything you do and we'll, we'll conclude this 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 recording this episode with this is but before you do anything are you doing it out of love are you doing it for the advancement of the gospel and are you approaching it with humility right I think that I think that's a good good way to set it up and when you have those conversations um, try to try to Put the even the small things, even the small thing, approach them out of humility. Guys, if you're trying to to influence your your female partner, your your girlfriend, fiance, whatever wife, whatever it looks like, and you're trying to get your opinion out there by influencing her in a way, hey, don't approach it that way. Approach it in humility, right? Whatever that looks like. Um, yeah, I think go down there, Easton. Well, you, you said, yeah, that. I was gonna say you you said we were about to conclude, but I think that it is important to look no we don't have to conclude you can talk all you want to no no, i'm saying that (laughs) i think it's important that because we see in scripture laid out exactly a formula for having a disagreement with somebody yeah uh and so i think if we can if we look at that um yeah go ahead uh and so let me make sure i have the right I, i know i'm not opened up to it here so i'll flip over to my phone but we see like how um like if if uh if a believer has sinned against another believer uh, like how you should should go through that process with that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I Matthew think eighteen. Matthew eighteen. Exactly. I think that's super important. Uh, and so I'll just I'm gonna flip over there real quick, and then yeah. we can, I'll just read that. It's the first book of the New Testament, Easton. If you Got didn't it. know that, okay, make sure. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, man, uh, here, there's a part two I think for this, uh, maybe somewhere down the road, uh, and that is also how do you deal with. So we're, we're talking about a quarrel and how do you walk away with unity, right? There are issues of conscience. Like there are things within us where we go, man, what, we may just, we may just differ on this and this is okay. And how do we relate to each other there? And Romans Ooh, 14, so mm. Romans yeah. 14 is a great a example of that. Episode. So yeah. yes, but it is a part of how we disagree with one another. And so Absolutely. we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that okay another day. Is it okay for church members to disagree with one another? hundred oh, percent. Man. Matthew 18, <laughs> yeah. Eason has it so, laid so out for us. Matthew 18, uh, starting in verse 15, it says, if your brother sins against you, what's up? You were moving something. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. (laughs) And we're back. Matthew 18. (laughs) Matthew 18, verse 15 says, uh, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you've gained your brother. Uh, If he does not listen to you, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then let him be to you as a Gentile a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, and so I think just following that formula 
you, when you're having a disagreement with somebody, talk to that person. Don't go talking to other people. Don't, you know, we've been talking about it. Humi- hum- humbly and respectfully, go talk to that person. Yeah, I think the the key, one of the key words there is in verse 15 where it says, if your brother or sister sins, yeah. go and point out their fault. Ex- right? Absolutely. That's, that's not saying that if your brother or sister does something you disagree with. Right, If exactly. your brother or sister does something that you don't like. Right. If your brother or sister does something that isn't the way you would have done it. If your brother or sister sins, exactly. that, that's taking the stance of humility. And I think you said it earlier, mm-hmm. realizing that your opinion, your thought, you as a person might not be the most important thing in this room or this conversation. Yeah, yeah and sure. And so take that, you know, if your brother sins. Exactly. It's not, we're not starting all out war because they didn't do what you liked on right, Sunday Right, they didn't, morning, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, and here's what's great about this place. I mean, I know you guys know this, but when you go through the membership process at Astruma, um, you, you kind of get taught all of these things about who we are, and then at the end it sort of distills it down to these are these are like six things that we go, this is really what it means to be sort of in, in covenant with these people mm-hmm. uh, and 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 move forward. It's it's the typical things that you would see everywhere. I mean, we want you to serve. We want you to be in a small group. We want you to give your time, talent, treasure. Uh, we if, if you're in a, in a platform place, man, that's not the place to talk about how much you disagree with everything. And then at the end of everything that we uh, do membership-wise on that document is a recognition of Matthew 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is to say, within this place, man, uh, if, if someone has sinned against you, you go to them. Uh, bring somebody with you, step two, right? And then uh, just, just for clarity, when it says we go to the church, what we mean here by that is you're not, we're not going to give you a microphone, yeah. you know, in the service and be like, this person made me mad. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that that's man. Involve your pastors, yeah. right? Yeah. But come to the church with that, and and let's let's tackle this together. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I, I don't know if you guys have been in a situation. I, I've been in. Uh, there are, I guess, four stages there, right? The the one on one, the one with two or three, the with the church, and then treat them like a gentile. I've I've been in disagreements where all four I've been in all four of those different stages, yeah. um, and man, I'm telling you, all of those disagreements, every one of them, uh, man, I feel um, just more at peace by following that rubric mm-hmm. than the the tons of other disagreements that I've been in, and so it's a it's a formula that not only is good and right, but it, it brings a lot of um, I think solid i'm doing i'm doing this the way that god's called me to do it uh, and there's just a lot of peace that comes with that in the midst of argument yeah absolutely i think my degree 100 percent with that is if you follow well you know the following of that i would say for me personally and i can't speak for everyone i can't speak for the people in this room i have seen a couple times that we've gotten to the lighter the later stages of matthew 18 and my heart of hearts believe that if you would have instilled in one or two of the people that were involved in the situation, some of the characteristics we've talked about having, it would not have gotten to that point. Um, you know, either heading it off early, um, not heading it off early, but g- approaching it, you know, where it needs to be approached at, coming to it with humility, understanding these processes. But a lot of times things go so far because you don't want to be wrong. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, I, not just being on one side of that, I've been on the side that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And and people have dealt with me biblically in that way, and the reminder of humility and unity that existed, I, I didn't I didn't get until we were at you know stage two or three of that thing, and and man, 
even as the the other side of that, you go, man, this was honoring to the Lord. And mm-hmm. yeah, I wish, I wish that we could have resolved this just one-on-one, but because I was not humble right. or because I, you know, I chose to do something the wrong way. Uh, it got to this other thing, but I still feel uh, like we have, we've gotten here in a God honoring way. That's, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it preserves the unity of the spirit. Absolutely. Approach each other in unity, approach each other in love. So I think that's it. And I, I do so. want to go next, like the next episode. So sure. the next episode you'll hear will be about, uh, what it, issues of conscience, really? Conscience yeah. in the church. Like, can we? Can a person in the church disagree with one another and still be in unity, still be in love? You know, what does that? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, thank y'all so much for tuning in today. We will see y'all back next week on another episode of Let's Gather. Peace. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org/youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.